In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. For you were as sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. My dear flock, on this Good Shepherd Sunday in 2020, I wish to speak to you in a slightly different manner from past years. That is because I have to make good on a promise to continue the series that I have begun this year after the theme of Emmaus, starting on Easter Monday. On Easter Monday, we had the Gospel passage from St. Luke that speaks of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus with our Lord. And I have taken that up as a theme for this year, while I will offer you a series of talks entitled Beginning at Moses, where we will speak of all the prophecies of our Lord from the Old Testament. I still have to deliver you the first talk after the introduction, so I will begin very soon, as soon as we have the electronic equipment we're waiting for to improve the quality. And that will be from the book of Genesis, beginning there. In the meantime, on this Good Shepherd Sunday, I would like to speak to you about our Lord as Good Shepherd and how this ties in with what we're going to talk about in this series. I hope this serves to tide you over until we can begin by the middle of this week. Our Lord declares in John chapter 10, I am the Good Shepherd. It is one of seven sayings that we note in St. John where our Lord begins by saying, I am, applying to himself a different title. He says, as we find them in order in the Gospel of St. John, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. In the middle of this series of seven, then, we find, I am the Good Shepherd. Reigning above all of these is the very phrase, I am, which our Lord reveals as a sort of eighth title in John chapter 8, when he declares to the Jews, as we heard on Passion Sunday, before Abraham was, I am. This is the mysterious divine name, which we hear for the first time, not, in fact, when it is revealed to Moses in the burning bush. No, the very first time we encounter this name is in Genesis chapter 2. The name that means he who is. The name that means I am. And it is from this ineffable divine name that we take the most holy name of Jesus, which we encounter in the Old Testament, first of all, in the person of Joshua, who will succeed Moses as, as is called in the book of Numbers, will succeed Moses as a shepherd of the people. This theme of shepherd will be found throughout the Old Testament, but also found very early on, right at the beginning 
And we will take a moment to examine today just how this ties in with what we have said we are looking for in our quest on this little road to Emmaus. We are looking for Christ in the Old Testament, always seeking the Messiah, this chosen one who is prophet, priest, and king. What we find, though, too, is there is a little nuance in this theme of king, and that the idea that a king in the Old Testament and the greatest king who is to come can also be called a shepherd. If we want to consider even more profoundly just when we first encounter this idea of the shepherd in divine revelation, we can look to the very first line of scripture. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The very word God, Elohim, we often find it too tied to another epithet, for instance, El Shaddai, God Almighty. The very word for God, El, is composed of two Hebrew characters, which by their origin stood for some figure. So the Aleph and then the Lamed. The Aleph, which is our letter A in English, in fact is by origin a drawing of an ox symbolizing strength. Whereas the Lamed, our letter L in English, is by origin a shepherd's staff. God then, in this Hebrew conception of him, which is divinely inspired, is almighty and yet tender. He is an ox, but an ox who comes down and labors with his people. The king then, whom we are looking for, whom we await in the Old Testament, will be a shepherd king. A king who, as we hear of Joshua, for that is the very same name as the holy name of Jesus, name meaning He who is, is Savior. The Lord is Savior. He will be a shepherd king who leads his people in and out, as it says in the book of Numbers. What we hear about the shepherd who is to come, this ultimate shepherd who will be the Messiah, especially on this Good Shepherd Sunday, is that he will lay down his life for the sheep. He will not only lead them in and out, but he will even die for them. As St. Peter tells us today, Christ has suffered for you, leaving you an example that you may follow in his steps. Who did no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, did not revile. When he suffered, did not threaten, but yielded himself to him who judged him unjustly who bore our sins in his body upon the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live to justice. And by his stripes you were healed. For you were as sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. 
In this passage of the epistle, St. Peter weaves in the words taken from the 53rd chapter of the prophet Isaiah, who speaks of a shepherd who will be a suffering servant. This is quite a different concept of a king and shepherd, a king who comes not to rule over his people, not now, not as yet in time, but to lay down his life for them, to suffer with them and for them. This was indeed promised by the prophets. Earlier in the prophet Isaiah, it is declared in chapter 40, Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Later on in the prophet Ezekiel, the Lord declares, I myself will be the shepherd of the sheep. Above all, though, and we will be able to tie this in very soon in our first talk from Genesis, if we wish to consider the first example of a shepherd who lays down his life, whose blood is shed, we must consider the first shepherd recounted in the holy books, that is, Abel, the son of Adam and Eve. For we are told that he is a shepherd, he is slain by his brother Cain. And we are told that his blood cries out. That is, cries out for vengeance because of the crime of murder. Abel, this first shepherd, will be seen as a type of Christ. A prefigurement of him who is to come. For St. Paul will tell us in the epistle to the Hebrews that the blood of Christ speaks more eloquently than that of Abel. Whereas the, the blood of Abel cried out for vengeance, it is the blood of Jesus, the good shepherd, laying his life down for the sheep, which cries out for mercy. Before we begin then our talk this week, beginning at Moses and proceeding through all the prophets and all the writings concerning Christ, our prophet, priest, and king, we remember then today that he has applied to himself this most beautiful title of Good Shepherd. I am the Good Shepherd, and the Good Shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And he declares, also in fulfillment, of the Law and the Prophets, that unlike other shepherds in the Old Testament who were shepherds only of the chosen people Israel, our Lord declares, Other sheep I have that are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Amen. 